Welcome to Mouth Stuff with Nick and Nick. I'm Nick. And I am also Nick. Did you hear that too? Yeah, that was new. I didn't expect it. It actually happened last week, but I wasn't sure if you heard it. No, Uh, I actually don't remember it last week. I don't know why it started telling us out loud that we've started recording. It kind of throws me off. Well, it's about time. I needed to get that disclosure. Um, I think that we should tell our six listeners that we have a very special episode this week and by that i mean uh we are doing another seinfeld episode which of course uh if you tuned into our first seinfeld episode does not mean an episode about uh the show seinfeld but rather a podcast about nothing where we focus on just the characters uh that are not actually very likable people um but you will stick with it for god how long did that show run Uh, at least like two seasons i think seinfeld oh yeah easily two seasons (laughs) if not more uh i actually don't know i never really thought about that now it was on for a while is what i'm saying Mm. despite the fact that they're not like people yeah i know they they weren't supposed to be then again sunny is going into its 15th season so maybe maybe the most successful shows are the ones where you don't actually like the characters yeah, well, seriously, there's, there's something to that, I think. So I thought we I thought we had a, a special guest though. But that was just the recording lady. Oh yeah, just oh yeah, I brought the the robot from Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> we we haven't uh, spoken in a while. We recorded our last week's episode early, so it's been over a week since we've spoken. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Two uh, two extra days that we usually. It just, yeah, but we didn't. You seemed very busy this week. We didn't. We didn't yeah. communicate textually very much. That's true, or se- sexually. Well, I mean, we still made time for that. There's always... <laughs> well, not as much. <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't. You, you didn't seem like you were very into it. <laughs> Where am I going with that? I don't know. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, it has. Uh, yeah, I haven't really um, been uh, talking to people, which is kind of sad, but. Um, after Tuesday, I'm done for this quarter. Ooh, that's exciting. Then I'll be able to talk to everyone again. So like three, four people. So shall we just jump into uh, what pissed us off? And no, what, what we watched and then what pissed... I always forget what order we go in. I think it's what we watched and then what pissed us off. It's... Yeah, I think we, I think we start off with a good note. Uh, unless what you watched pissed you off that's combined but that hasn't really happened yet yeah we kind of just go into what we, what we watched. i mean we've got time so <laughs> we got time. i mean you could you could tell me everything you watched i sure i watched uh, a ton of stuff this week um partly because i finally uh decided to get peacock again uh after i had the free trial uh so i've been watching some peacock original stuff original stuff yeah uh particularly the new the new uh michael Schur uh tv show rutherford falls uh and it follows um, it's nothing at least to me it's actually quite enjoyable i like it it's um i'm sure so it's ed helms uh, who's also a like producer on it. So he mm. had helped come up with the idea. Uh, he essentially is, it's a small town in upstate New York, and he is a direct descendant of the founder of the town. Um, Liz, I think it's Lawrence Ruff, Rutherford or whatever. Uh, so he is like basically like royalty of the town and the town uh, is partially this small town, but also a uh, it's like backs up with a Native American reservation. And the whole deal was like uh, Ed Helms's ancestor, like made this agreement with the Native Americans there to like found the town. And so it has to do with the relationship between the two of them. Uh, but unlike in say Parks and Rec, where it's very like comedic, the relationship, and it's just kind of like, you know, they make jokes about uh, all of the stuff that the people of Pawnee did to the Native Americans. This is, it's a comedy, but it still takes on like 
a much more serious approach. Uh, and there's a lot of diversity in uh, the writers and stuff. So like a lot of writers on the show are Native American and actually the showrunner is uh, Native American. And she's, I think she's the first Native American like showrunner on a comedy ever. Oh, so it really like, cause you know how Parks and Rec is, you know, it's from Leslie and the people of Pawnee. And every once in a while you'll see like the leader uh, of the Wamapoke, I think is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I so think, you'll, yeah. You'll see him every once in a while. This story is very much split between the two sides pretty evenly. Uh, and so it's really interesting because, you know, you see the perspective of Ed Helms character and like he wants to kind of like preserve the legacy of his uh, ancestors. And then uh, the Native American tribe uh, is talking about like, well, you know, this was, you know, we were here first type things. And like, they're trying to uh, create like a cultural center honoring their tribe and things like that. So you kind of see both sides. I don't know. It's enjoyable. I haven't finished it yet, but I definitely will finish it soon. It's of, I mean, of the Michael Schur things that have been on, I would say it's not as funny as some of the other ones, but it's definitely the one where I'm like, well, now I really want to see what happens with these people in the stories. So like, cause I mean, he's, written for The Office, made Parks and Rec, helped make Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Good Place. Like, he's basically like a hero of mine in all the shows that he's made. So once I, once I heard um, he was part of it, I was like, oh, I have to watch this. And then I started watching and like the story and all of that stuff. And I'm like, this is different than his other stuff, but like in a very good way. So hmm. highly recommend that one. Uh, on a more comedic, lighter note, uh, also on Peacock, is a show called Girls 5 Eva. Uh, that's one Reagan and I have been watching. Uh, it's funny. It kind of reminds me, like, uh, Kimmy Schmidt a little bit in, like, kind of, it ha can have some, like, oh, yeah. absurdity at some points. Um, but it's basically a a girls pop group from the late 90s early 2000s uh and them trying to like reconnect and uh get back to uh singing again today so like it's kind of you know they're all like in their 40s now and so it's but just the 90s like, were like five years ago <laughs> at least in my mind it seemed like it was that. isn't it crazy how like it still seems like it was not that long ago yeah. i think that's because we're old now <laughs> So yeah, that one's more just like if you just want a laugh of kind of like yeah. the ridiculous situations that they're in, uh, that one is funny. Yeah, not, uh, not to put you on the spot though. Uh, who's in that one? But I just, again, I just, just because I, I, I've never really heard of these shows, so um, I'm not really familiar with all this original. That one is interesting because the lead character is actually portrayed by uh, Sarah Bareilles, the singer. Mm. It's her first um, major like television acting role she's been in a couple of other stuff she also was i mean she's been on like broadway and stuff so she can act uh but it's her first like lead in a tv show uh there's some other people in it as well uh the one i really like i don't know if you ever watched ap bio yeah only whenever you would like show me an episode oh so the lady who was the vice principal in ap bio uh she's very funny she's in it as well vaguely uh, remember her yeah. yeah she's i think the funniest character in it in this one and yes Girls Five yeah. ever i mean she was funny in ap bio yeah. too which actually there is a a third season on peacock which i haven't gotten around oh. to yet but is i'm definitely like, gonna check that out is it still going on or it it moved that like it moved to peacock so that's why i haven't seen the third season yet i never knew where it was before it was on nbc so that's why oh okay yeah didn't really okay it just moved to their streaming okay so i i've spent 10 minutes talking about peacock so i'm gonna move on to i mean keep uh, is there more peacock stuff i'm really interested I, in I don't have it i don't have any more peacock stuff although i no. will mention uh i did start watching a couple episodes of third rock from the sun uh, which mm. is on peacock which i haven't seen since like at first oh my uh, god yeah. it's i mean it's fine it's it's fine it's it 
did you watch it like when you're growing up oh yeah definitely yeah Yeah, so it's kind of some nostalgia i mean seeing how how young uh joseph gordon levitt is in that show uh true i was shocked to hear that was him yeah not that i remember much about that show because i I feel like if i watch it now it'd just be a totally different experience because i really don't remember yeah i didn't remember too much i just remember laughing and thinking it was funny which like watching it again now i'm like i could totally see how like a small child version mm-hmm. of me thought this was funny and i'm i'm not saying insult? I'm not, no i'm not <laughs> saying i'm not saying it's not funny now i'm just saying i think television has gone a long way since uh it came out true true, true. but enough about peacock um <laughs> i'm trying to think of movies that i watched the one the one big movie that i watched uh, that i watched last night literally a big movie um finally got around to watching kong skull island yeah that's right you sent me so much i just i was trying to keep track of what you were watching and yeah what'd you think? I, wait what's your what's what's been your exposure to like king kong if that makes sense i haven't really watched too much of it i've seen like bits and pieces of some of the older ones uh, but I don't know that I've ever seen one entirely through. It's more than me, but what about like uh, the Peter Jackson one? I have not. Okay. But I just curious. surprisingly actually quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. So that was um, that was my reaction. So I was I was curious to hear what you would have said. I I mean I went into it. Peter Jackson. I went into it with the lowest expectations. I guess you have to, right? And dialogue like writing wise it kind of met those lowest expectations <laughs> oh but like yeah, yeah. you don't i'm not watching you, yeah you don't watch for that you watch for like monsters fighting and people trying to survive and stuff and for that i think it yeah. was really good um and the cast too yeah it was a very good fine. cast i didn't realize how good the cast was until i watched it that was surprising um but yeah i was pleasantly surprised with that movie um I know that I didn't at all need to, but like I have it, like I kind of am planning to eventually get around to watching uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. Mm. Uh, But in my head, I was like, well, I got to watch the other movies first, even though I'm sure there's absolutely no reason why you need to watch them. Like Godzilla's in it, King Kong's in it. You can kind of just figure it out from there. But backstory. Yeah, exactly. So I wanted to put that together. Uh, So. I, I, do liked, yeah. I liked uh, Kong Skull, Skull Island for what it was, you know, it's, it not was. The, it's not the greatest movie ever, but it was enjoyable to watch. Uh, I so know. now I need to watch uh, the Godzilla movie, although it's not on HBO Max, which is disappointing. So. Mm. Yeah, I actually haven't seen that one yet, but I did, I did, I did see um, Skull Island and yeah, no, I thought, yeah, same thing. I kind of forgot what I liked about it. It's been a while since I've seen it, but um I don't know. I just remember enjoying it more. It was just entertaining. I mean, there were some parts of it that I didn't really like, or just was like, "Oh, come on, this is so dumb." Just like, uh, actually, the the part you uh, snapped me. I, I I didn't really like that part. That really took me out of it when I was when I was watching it. But which part was that? Oh, when uh, uh, what was his name? Tom Hilston was uh, just like this. Oh, dicing up the yeah. I was just like pterodactyl oh, this... looking things. Yeah, it was just it took me out of it. Just like it wasn't really believable. Oh, that that was the that's where you drew the line in the movie yes. about the ginormous gorilla. Oh yeah. All right. That's well, enough about my stuff. What did you watch? Did you ever oh, remember right. that thing that you watched? Yeah, and actually, it was actually a bit underwhelming. Um, I'll get to that later. I totally forgot the biggest thing I watched, but you keep you go. I, I kind of yeah. We'll, we'll we'll go back and forth. We'll we'll, we'll keep things interesting. I, I think I know what that one is, so we'll get to that. Um, so randomly, I don't know how much uh, exposure you've you've had to this series, um, but I just kind of found myself again, just kind of something I do, as you know, and as everyone else knows. Um, if I'm doing things, I just like to have things on in the background, and I just. It was me putting you uh, TV on, you know, YouTube TV on, just whatever's on is on. So I randomly found myself on BBC America, and um, it seemed like they were doing. I guess they were doing a marathon of Underworld. I don't know if you ever seen Underworld, but the Underworld series. I said Underworld a lot. 
in that one sentence. Um, yeah, so it was just uh, just an underworld kind of uh, day and night for me. I think there's like four or five in that series. Um, they're mostly related. I think there's one like technically could be considered a prequel, I think. I don't know. Again, I wasn't really paying attention. Um, it's something I saw a little bit years ago as well. Um, so it's surprising. Again, something that is like maybe obscure to some people, but the cast was actually, was actually pretty good. Um, there is, as I'm having trouble remembering, oh, Kate Beckinsale, right? That's her, that's, that's a name. Um, yeah, she's like one of the main protagonists or antagonists, depending on your view. But basically this is like a long going struggle between lichens and vampires, you know, that kind of story, not much, you know, there's, uh, you know, the kind of the back and forth between, uh, uh, years ago, like during the play, and there's, I mean, there's actually some interesting uh, origin stories around it. Um, that was like some mutation from uh, the Black uh, Plague. Black Plague? That's it. Yeah. Black Death. Anyway, the Plague. Yeah, um, any of those is fine. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it's, uh, I haven't been in grades for a while. Um, yeah, so it was basically like this mutation from that. And then basically, then you had these diverging lines of lichens vampires and like a recessive gene in the humans anyway um and so then somehow they're just naturally predisposed to fighting uh for what i don't know um i think it was because the vampires enslaved werewolves who then like became lichens um yeah so uh in interesting stuff um I, I guess i'm a sucker for some of that um kind of lore um when it comes to these seemingly uh you know mythical creatures so i don't know it's kind of fun and then of course you get like the modern day aspect of it and then it's like uh more guns than you would think for like a war between vampires and um uh werewolves slash lichens um but you know sometimes maybe they're limited with the, like their special effects at that time because it was like early 2000s um yeah i mean it's fine it's fine uh, other names um Oh crap! It's like a Sheen. Michael? No, Martin. Martin Sheen. There we go. It's like an M Sheen. Yeah, he is in one. He's a. He's a. He's in a couple of them. I think he plays a pretty important lichen leader. Um, a couple other guys. Bill. Bill something British. A lot of British people. Bill Nye. Nye. I always. I feel like I'm pronouncing his name incorrectly a lot. I wanted to Google to make sure I got it right before I said something, but Michael Sheen is a terrific actor. He's very, it, very good. Wait, is it Michael? Crap, did I say Martin? No, you said Michael, didn't you? I don't know. I, I went between I, Martin and Michael. I, I, I was at first um, the thinking... The one from of, Bad Omens. I was thinking of another guy. Yeah, I wasn't including Bad Omens in him being a terrific actor, but... Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just like recently that's what I remember. Yeah, I know. But he uh he's in Michael Sheen quite a few things and he's a yeah, very yeah. very good actor. In very good. But also yeah. I feel like he'll do some stuff that's like not very good, but like Underworld. Yeah. No, it's surprisingly like the fir the first movie got like a seven on IMDb, which is like not bad. Um in my mind a seven is pretty good. Um anything above that is just exceptional. Um, but I can tolerate seven rated movie and less than that too um but yeah so just kind of watch that series i think sometimes they were like different places so sometimes it was confusing but not that i like this but they had like a um like a recap in the beginning of each movie sometimes i don't really like that but i guess it worked when i didn't know what was going on and didn't and i missed the second movie completely until after the third movie it was weird um it made the viewing experience more interesting uh, but of course it's like i watched half of the things just because i was also um doing other things as it was on tv so i don't know if i i got the full um, viewing experience but just something that was on and i don't know if i would recommend it but if you're into that kind of stuff it's a it's a, it's a, it's a decent watch so i when you first said uh michael sheen before i googled i was thinking mm. uh michael shannon 
Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. After also, I go- after I googled, yeah, and saw Martin Sheen or God, now I'm doing it. <laughs> Michael Sheen. <laughs> it's a Sheen. That's really- ev- everything I said about being a good actor was for Michael Sheen, but Michael Shannon is also a very good actor. Yeah, let's uh, just give him some credit. Randomly. He's really good at playing like the dark, creepy guy. Yeah. But Maybe on the not- total opposite side of that, like his role in uh, The Night Before as like the all-knowing drug dealer is like one of my favorite characters that's, of all yeah. time. Yeah, I say that's like one of my one of my favorite characters of his. Just like it just makes it so much better knowing that knowing like his prior roles and just like you're expecting him to just be this like be like the uh, uh, antagonist in that movie somehow down the road or like just really like fuck things up for you. But uh, it's just a uh, uh, he's just such a really creepy, weird character until the there, very end. There's like a line where somebody says something to him and he's like, oh, no, it's fine. My feelings aren't hurt. Uh, only a little. And it's just like the way he says it, it's like, it's so funny. Yeah. All right. So that, great guy. that concludes our discussion of different actors named Michael. <laughs> there must be more. Michael Sarah. Well, yeah, I mean, we can go on Michael Keaton, <laughs> Michael Douglas. Whoa, 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 that's not good. <laughs> I said good ones. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's why you said Michael Sarah before you said it. <laughs> All right, did you watch anything else? I'm sorry, I derailed us with the Michael talk. Oh, that was great. Um, yeah, no, so the other thing I was struggling to remember I watched um, was 13 Hours. Um the secret soldiers of Benghazi. It was just on FX, I think. Um, fine, fine movie, I guess. Uh, it's probably one of the more tolerable Michael Bay movies. I mean, you still get some unnecessary slow motion. Um, and I was gonna say explosions, but obviously there'd be explosions in this one. Um, I don't know, but yeah, a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of his tropes where it's like I, I get what he's going for, especially for something like this. But it's like. Uh, we had to show a loving family and beautiful wives back at home and kids and had to set that up for and it's like hey, can we just like I wish it was more of like a documentary type of movie but of course that's not what it's going for um, but yeah no of course it's very like uh, jingoistic and very patriotic and that takes me out of it um, especially with like some lines that it's just like wow no one would say that in real life to someone who going through something like that and yeah no I'm not gonna like Go into the politics of this either, but it is something that happened and it's something that um that should uh be documented and it's just uh, the the personal uh struggle of all these people. Um people should be aware of it. Um but yeah, it was uh like I said, very underwhelming. Uh, I was I was like, oh I'm trying to remember this movie I watched, but um yeah, I don't, I don't know if you saw it, but no, I I do kind of like these uh I mean not really war movies, but a lot of these uh action movies that are kind of based off of real events and real conflicts I find really interesting I've never watched it because I am afraid to like see how the incident is portrayed in the movie it's um yeah if you can get through like uh, if I recall I do remember going down a rabbit hole with this and um I'm sure there's a report somewhere i can read um and like looking at the actual events it's like fairly close uh of course you had to like suspend your disbelief for certain things um happening uh and of course things that happened that they wouldn't have known happened unless they interviewed uh, a lot of people um yeah if you can get through like the overly patriotic um uh scenes and uh iconography then uh it's a fine it's a fine watch if you're into that kind of thing i mean has a few people from the office in it (laughs) um wait more than just john krasinski yeah yeah uh roy uh, i was i feel bad uh, i always feel bad when i only made oh, people okay the, the actors names but uh they're the the characters they play their names not their actual name um, but yeah roy uh, he's in that one too um and a few other people i like from other shows too um who who i guess tend to be typecasted in like this military uh slash um uh yeah like marine role but no, it's a um, yeah. So a few other people I like. I'm trying to think of this other guy's name. Oh, I don't, you watch? Did you watch Breaking Bad? He plays Gil on Breaking Bad. I don't know what else he's in um, for his name. But yeah, no, a few other yeah, a few other notable people. But yeah, 
don't know. If you're not into this, this kind of thing, I don't know if I would recommend it to you, but um, I don't think uh, I don't think it's like portrayed too um, too far. You know, I don't think it goes. Um, I don't think it's to the point where it's being uh, manipulative. You know, and uh, it does seem to stay away from the politics of it and just trying to show like what um, everyone went through on both sides really tried to i think they you know um, people died and people should know what happened so when is michael bay gonna make a movie about the insurrection Ooh, um <clears throat> hmm. which i don't know, I don't I know mean, if you were done happened. but i yeah i didn't have really anything to say about what pissed me off except for like the fact that uh Republicans in Congress uh, are now like we don't we don't need to talk about that. The past is the past. Uh, you know the same people who are like we can't tear down Confederate statues because how will we know about the past? Just gets erased. Uh, it's uh, it's just wild to me that just like the excuses for not coming up with the commission to review and like analyze what happened what led up to those moments it's just it's strange it's weird and of course now there's like conspiracies of uh, people voting against it to like cover their asses um which entirely possible i mean you saw how some some of uh the gop uh congress people um you know some of the things they said either via twitter or things that they uh some pictures of them going into uh, the Capitol building that morning, some actions that could give rise to like, you know, like a signal and signaling to the people um, that, you know, yeah, wasn't there like someone who was like, kind of in a way tweeted out like AOC's location at one point, like that shit was weird. They're like, listen, people, we don't need to investigate what happened. I was there. I know what happened. I was the first one in. And it was very, <laughs> I opened the door and let everyone in. And it's, uh, yeah. And I forget one's name. Um, there's a lot of them, surprisingly. But yeah, there's this one who was like, oh, no, it was it's peaceful. You know, this is as if it's, you know, just protester, uh, not even press testers, just like a normal day of giving a capital tour while he's like pushing a desk in front of a door to barricade themselves. Like what? Just like the mental gymnastics you have to go through. See oh yeah, it's ridiculous. Be able to spread this, uh, this information. Uh, very irresponsible. Um, so yeah, no, that would definitely piss me off. That was really all I had. I don't know if anything else pissed you off. Yeah, well, something more so, something more, I guess, yeah, direct. I mean, I mean, I guess we're all feeling the direct effects of losing democracy um but this one was uh particularly just nothing that really happened to me but just like come on people just what are you doing uh it's just weird why are people being weird anyway last week i was on a plane um last weekend and so this was going from chicago to JFK, not that this matters, um, but I was waiting to go to JFK. So I don't know if this is just Chicago people, or like people from New York going back to New York. I don't know. It was just so weird. But I don't know. People missed the announcement that the plane was uh, 100, like at capacity. So like everyone's going to have to sit down in their own seat. Um, and there weren't going to be any open seats. At that point, everyone's wearing a mask. Most people were probably back, vaccinated. Not an issue. Um, but like the people in front of me, so one guy was. I think he was sitting in the seat, like the one directly in front of me. And then uh, this woman, uh, they did like, just, just, I don't know, uh, maybe he was like sitting in her seat, but they could have uh, switched. I don't know. It was a weird thing. So she just decided to sit in a completely different seat. Uh, I don't know. It was the weirdest thing. And I don't know what led to that happening uh, for what discussion they had. Because uh, it wasn't like, oh, I don't want you sitting next to me. It was just like, oh, I think that's my seat. And it's like, oh, well, no, that's my seat. Okay, so let me get out. You, then you get into the window seat. But like, they're like, oh no, I'll just inconvenience other people because now I'm in a totally different seat. 
And so that's what happened. Other people tried to sit in the seat that this woman was in. And then they're like, oh, no, no, we'll, we'll, uh, so then, so like, then she moved to a completely different seat, the same woman who initiated this whole thing. And then she thought that this couple was in the wrong seat. Like somehow she thought it was a whole thing. Like that didn't need to be a thing. <laughs> and then the stewardess uh, got involved because uh, it's like, now that the plane is becoming full, people need to get in their seats now. That people need to play musical chairs for no reason. Uh, and like this woman, I mean, she was polite during this whole thing. And it's just like, why did she need to overcomplicate things? And she's definitely been on planes before. Um, I don't know. It was just the weirdest sight to me. And that kind of just pissed me off. I'm like, why can't people just like follow the rules? It's like, that's your seat sit in your seat i don't know that's and like if there was a plane that was at like 50 percent capacity which i've been on they're like oh we'll see you all first in your seat and then we'll spread you out for the remainder of the flight uh, what <laughs> yeah that makes sense but like why did she have to complicate things and then uh people got stuck in the aisles and this whole thing of course um i don't know just people being loud anyway. i would love i would <sighs> love to do a study on like people at the airport because I think everyone at the airport, like no matter how intelligent they are before they get into the airport, once you get into the airport, you're running on like basic human survival mode where it's like intelligence goes out the window and it's just like whatever I need to do uh, like to survive, like people will just like shut down and it's just like the most basic uh, brain functions is all that is running at the airport. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I feel like there's like there's got to be a way to like look into it and prove that I'm correct about that because I know I am. Is it just um, I don't know, like the stress of traveling? Uh, I, mean, I mean, I knew, I knew O'Hare is pretty bad, but as an, as an airport, but if I could figure it out, I was gonna figure it out. Flying has is not good whatever they do i like everything about flying is like completely uh i actually like it based off of profits like anything any of these companies can do to make the most amount of money that's like that's what everything is based off of uh we're like three we're three years away from basically like you have to share a seat with somebody on the airplane um and that's it's more so than i feel like any other uh you know travel industry but i mean I guess because it's the most common one for I don't know how many people take ships places anymore, but but there's so much room on a ship. I imagine I don't I don't know I I don't know where I'm going. I know I like um I don't know sometimes I like knowing that there are incentives in place, um, profit maximizing incentives in place to make sure um, that the flight is safe. <laughs> I don't know, with such a heavily regulated um, industry, I feel like I'm fine with paying a little extra. I mean, hopefully no one's going to sit in my lap, but they are. It seems like I, I get random articles now for like random airplane stuff, but there's like going to be, there's talks of like a new, I don't know if this is even true. It could just be clickbait, but talks of like a new design where it's like the seats are in such a way where basically you do have people like over you, uh, but it's like a, to- a totally new seat. So it's just like a stacked offset seating arrangement that could maybe fit more people but also keep people distanced in a way i don't know i i've seen ones where it's bicycle seats is this spirit no they're like it keeps the plane it was it was like one of those like expos where it's like concept stuff and it was literally like bicycle seats that people were sitting on so you could like maximize the amount of people that could fit on the plane were there pedals i could get a nice workout in it's no, like that, uh, like that Superman ride at Six Flags. You know the the really un no, not the Superman. Uh, oh, <laughs> just be like that. it's the Green Lantern one, of course. It was because it's from the shittiest movie where you're literally like standing, w- except for this bicycle seat that's like in your crotch. Mm-hmm. Based now, imagine like a cross country flight. I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember that ride because I was never on it, so I would not remember. It. Oh, if you never been to Six Flags with us? Oh. No, we tried to go that one time. <laughs> the we most convoluted way possible, which I forget. We never did go. All right. Uh, you got I invited else? to Six Flags? What? Was I not invited to Six Flags and you just went without me one time? I mean, I've been several times. Hmm. Usually, it, I don't know. We don't have What's to the Jersey one? We don't have to get into this. Oh, yeah, no, we, we will. <laughs> Do you have anything else that pissed you off? 
or should we hear from our sponsor? Um, that was about it. Um, was there anything you wanted to say more about watching? Uh, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get into it after the Ooh, sponsor. Let's get into it after because we can have some actual discussions after this break from our sponsor. This week's episode of Mouth Stuff is brought to you by the city of Oshkosh, Nebraska. Uh, situated on U.S. Highway 26 and Highway 27. Look, I could go on all day about the great stuff offered by the city of Oshkosh, but you guys all know this. You know the great uh, things to do there, the great places to go, the things to see, uh, things to eat. What you might not know is that it's almost pool season. Of course, we all remember that COVID shut down the Oshkosh pool last year, but I'm excited to announce that the pool opens June 1st. And the prices are unbelievable. Absolutely. Nick, how much do you think it would cost to beat the heat for a day at the Oshkosh pool? $5,000 minimum. You are way off. Damn. I even I wrote that in because I knew you would be way off. Child passes are just three bucks. Shut up. Adult passes are $4. No way. Yes. And they also have season passes starting at $50 for children and $65 for two-person families. I mean, it's ridiculous. You can't beat that deal. Wow. I need to stop giving my pool guy $5,000. I mean, think about if you were to put your own pool in, uh, that's easily $6 million. Easily. Minimal. Per summer because of upkeep. Yeah, gotta so replace would, your pool. Would you pay $6 million a year or would you pay $65 for you and a friend to go to the pool for the summer? It's The prices are ridiculous. I don't know how the pool is making any money. The city of Oshkosh is insane for doing this. Oshkosh, Nebraska. The pool's back, baby. Baby. All right. Thanks to our sponsor for this week's episode. Now, getting back to uh, what I watched and the biggest thing I watched and I completely forgot because I think I watched it on like Monday or something. So, yeah. you know, like you do something at the beginning of the week and then by the weekend, it's like it never happened. Oh, yeah. That's my life. Without the first part, just that it's like it never <laughs> happened. <laughs> it's not doing anything. Uh, so early in this week, I watched the new... Uh, Zack Snyder uh, <laughs> feature. Zack Snyder is now a character. Um, what is it called? Army of the Dead? Army Something of the like Dead. That? Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you seen it yet? No. So I deduced from your Snapchats uh, eventually what the movie was. I uh, did plan on seeing it, but never did get to it. Um, just for preparation um for this in case you were going to bring it up um just so we could like be able to talk about it but uh that never happened um but you know i do plan on it just um something to watch that um you know is i, I think it is a netflix exclusive it is on netflix so uh, i think it may also be in theaters but i've never understood the concept oh. of something in netflix on netflix Ooh. or amazon prime or something like that being in theaters well, but i guess there are like people the... who don't have it but yeah, yeah, and I mean, you're basically... Or don't even know a friend who has it? That's the saddest part, though, really. Well, it's like, <laughs> instead of mooching off someone, they might just, you know, maybe even pay less, you know, at an A price than they would monthly with Netflix, if they're just going to watch this one movie. That is fair. Uh, and so, the experience of a theater again, too. That is true. It's, Which some people it's like. quite enjoyable to go to a theater, in my opinion. Uh, so... What made me uh, want to save this for later on, because I've seen recently, uh, Zack Snyder is all over the place recently. Uh, you know, there was the demand for the Snyder cut that we've talked about. Stapler uh, too. There's, <laughs> there's this uh, Army of the Dead movie uh, with Netflix and there was huge hype around it. And even after its release, uh, and from what I'm understanding, uh, fairly mixed reviews of the film, uh, there's still a whole lot of talk about him because he's now trying to essentially set up uh, a cinematic universe with this Army of the Dead film. Uh, there's already popular uh, a prequel series and a prequel movie, I think, both already uh, in the works. And then there's going to be a sequel. Uh, so he's got a whole bunch of plans uh, around this movie. Um, 
what I've recently found uh, from, you know, all of this uh, Snyder around within the last year or so, um, I personally find his movies to be very adequate. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with any of the movies I've seen. Like, I haven't watched one of them, like, this is a terrible movie. But at the same time, I'm like, I feel like they're they're overhyped. Like, and that's my thing. I feel like there's a bunch of directors out there who, like, just have this following of people who, like, insist that they're, like, a fantastic director. And whenever I watch one of their movies, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It reminds me of every other one of their movies. Um I, you talked about Michael Bay before. I think it's interesting. I would say that uh, Zack Snyder is like if Michael Bay thought he was Christopher Nolan. That's that's my description of that's pretty uh, Zack Snyder's films. Because my, uh, Christopher Nolan, I mean, Michael Bay knows exactly what he's doing in his movies. He's going to blow shit up. Who cares about the characters? All of that stuff. And get really creepy with like statutory rape laws and one of the transformers ones is weird oh yeah i remember yeah i saw a a video about that god weird guy so michael bay knows you know characters are not important blowing shit up is important and then christopher nolan uh wants everyone to know that he is smarter than them uh when they watch his films he wants you to be confused by his movie uh because he wants you you to know that he is smarter than you but then you Uh, unpack it and it's just like oh he's not really you can't unpack it because he's smarter than you and you're an idiot yeah (laughs) so i find that Zack snyder is michael bay doing a christopher nolan impression in that uh if you if you do break it down uh his characters are not very strong he's got a lot of action over story um but he he somehow convinces people that it's smarter than it is. Um, again, I've had nothing wrong with any of these movies. I watched Army of the Dead and I was like, yeah, not a bad movie, I think. Uh, but it definitely could have been better. And I think it was overhyped. Also, uh, I don't know if you've heard about this in your uh, not watching the movie, but still maybe seeing things about it because it's all over the place. Uh, as far as I know, this is the first time but uh, Zack Snyder was his own cinematographer as well on this movie. Mm. Uh, And that is an issue that people have been having because he purposely uh, shot a lot of scenes like out of focus or with like very uh, shallow depth of field and things. And it just makes a lot of it uncomfortable to watch and like very distracting. Uh, So I think that's, a place where he was trying to get a little too creative and it just like aesthetically for the viewer like maybe for himself he's like this is my vision like this is the reason I'm doing this it makes perfect sense in my head but like to the viewer it's just not very good to see and to watch and honestly if you're making a movie you kind of want it to be enjoyable for the people to watch so that kind of takes people out of the movie so my question to go off of uh, this ramble um do you have anything and it could be a director it could be a pizza topping whatever what is something that you think that gets far more praise than it deserves something that you just think is overrated and you don't understand you don't hate it but you just don't understand why so many people love it so much Mm, a few things there uh i'll respond to your question with a question um at what point do you give up you're like creative i don't know like what at what point do you just stymie that and just then just uh produce things that people would like i don't know like well just because people sometimes um some directors like mess with frame rates that might make people uncomfortable with them are like what they want to show um creatively and just i don't know things like that i don't know uh, that's another discussion but got me thinking we were talking about I mean, I haven't seen it yet. Maybe like I would just completely hate it. Um, but yeah, when you were talking about the the depth of field or whatever, at one point as like a creator, do you stop being creative just to appease people? That's I a, mean, it's that's a hypothetical. 
again, it was entirely his choice. And like, that's yeah. fine if he wants to do it that way. It's just, it honestly just looked like whoever was filming was just having trouble finding the focus. <laughs> and that's, maybe he was. That's not what you want in your movie. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I know. That's totally intentional. Uh, maybe. Um, I mean, oh, God, I'm going to get some flack for this. Um, a few things. Uh, show-wise, just because it seems very relevant to you, uh, as there be there was a reunion recently. I knew you were Friends. going here. Friends Sorry, I just talked over you when you said the name <laughs> yeah um friends would be up there for me um a lot of sitcoms would be up there for me that are just uh too baked within um uh, i don't know society i guess i don't know where i'm going with this um like the office as well where to the point it's like personality trait like you say it all the time on dating apps it's like oh i like the office that's my favorite show it's like "Mm, okay what what else do you like um yeah friends the office Ooh, another one again i'm gonna get a little flack for this um it it's a very small subset but i think well maybe not um but just like people who are like too into harry potter (laughs) um i enjoy it i read the books i enjoy it it's fine um don't like the author uh but i think you, I don't know. There's a whole other discussion too. Maybe these are these are good topics. At what point do you separate the author from um, the medium in which their content's being consumed? Um, just with politically and you know, just terrible things they're saying. Um, yeah, I know. But sometimes there's, people just get too into it. Yeah, and just really weird, creepy stuff. Um, it's like sometimes the like the people like. I don't know. I think it's fine for a children's book. I think people just overstate how good the writing is. And it's like, oh yeah, she's planning this from the beginning. Like, I I don't think she's planning a lot of these things from the beginning. It just kind of seems like, I don't know. It just seems like she was, no, there's some probably like plot lines that she did plan out from uh, the start. But like, I feel like there are things that were just, there's still like a ton of plot holes uh, that aren't filled and kind of obvious ones too. Um, Plus, I feel like you can always go back and make it seem like you're planning from the beginning. Like you could, somebody could try and argue that, oh, the Fast and the Furious franchise knew what they were doing from the first movie. But like, there's, there's no fucking way that that's true. (laughs) Like, if you look at the first movie standalone, like it was about racing cars. (laughs) Like, (laughs) This was not planned from the beginning. But like, if you bring the same characters and stuff, you could say like, oh, you know, they've got this planned. (laughs) yeah no seriously and i think just things just kind of fell in place um uh i don't know uh, you, maybe you could see that with like the different tone of some of the books um i don't know uh i'm i haven't really had time to think about this and actually have coherent thoughts but then i'm not like that bashing like the right like the writing itself is fine but then a lot of times it's just like in the world building top notch i guess uh it's been a while since i did read them um a lot of times you know I, I came into it already watching the movies and already had like my own and i didn't like have my own interpretation or you know imagination coming into it which is kind of interesting it's like i'm just kind of in my mind thinking about the movies so i didn't get to like build a world um as she intended in the in the books but um yeah no it's just like oh they're writing it's just like things there's like two on the nose when it comes to like the names of characters where it's like oh okay right away it's a werewolf obviously and just like i don't know it's just really silly it's just like that, yeah no uh, but like good christopher for, good for nolan level outsmartingness. Yeah. <laughs> it's like ah the fucking lupin Eric, he's fine nothing weird going on with him um <laughs> silly stuff. and that's what like good children's theme book anyway i just sometimes think people just kind of overstate how good um an author she is especially when like you look at her other stuff um uh that didn't really take off i mean she had a um she was writing under a different name for like more more adult books um but i don't from what i understand they didn't seem to be too good um i don't know i think she just got really lucky with harry potter and that's okay um but i think it was overstate just how good it actually is so maybe harry potter is what i'm saying um I could agree with that. Uh, 
despite the fact that I've never read a book and I've only seen like the first two movies, but <sighs> based off of what I've seen, I'm like, this doesn't seem strong enough to be this devoted to. Yeah. But again, like I know books are usually much better than film versions of things. Oh, yeah. So I will, you know, my I understand that my opinion means very little on it because I've only seen uh from the movie standpoint. Uh so I understand if the if the books are, you know, they could be so much better than the movies and people could be uh more focused on the books and the movies and that's fine. But again, like we said with uh Snyder and other things like that, we're not saying these are bad things. It's just maybe they get a little more credit than they deserve. Yeah, and I, and I definitely think, like, the books for me are objectively better than the movies. Um, oh, I still enjoy the movies, of course. Uh, but then I just don't think they get, they, they deserve as much. Uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's just me. Like, maybe I just didn't have the opportunity to read them when I was growing up and didn't have, like, the same experience um, as other people did uh, to enjoy them at the age that was deemed appropriate, I guess um i don't know uh you know and i could say this about like something i also do like um, a bit more um the song of ice and fire series um, by george R. R. martin there are, i mean as far as like world building i think that's top notch um just like the complexity of it and as you can tell things just um are just ballooning for him uh for this next book uh, just because he's just written in so many characters so much world building uh, that's kind of, I, I just don't understand how his planning process goes for that um, and how it just keeps everything straight. Um, but yeah, no, for him, I, I do find his writing sometimes to be tedious um, and uh, maybe other people, maybe that's not a controversial opinion. Um, maybe a lot of people feel that way too, but I can only like read through so many descriptions of um, food and clothing to set up the scene like that gets so detailed i'm like i don't know i like food i'm fine with that but like sometimes it gets to be too much listen i really need you to know what this turkey leg looks like before you can understand uh the motivation of these characters yeah before the person eating it gets stabbed it's like wow that was like (laughs) thank you for that you won't Um, need to know this guy's name because he's not important but this fucking turkey leg that he's eating (laughs) Uh, I think it's I think stuff like that is important to like really fill in your world when um, especially if you're getting paid by the page yeah that's basically I mean this next one it's gonna probably be close to it's gonna it's gonna be over like 1100 pages Jesus yeah it's gonna be crazy that's like Um, more than I've read in my lifetime (laughs) that's why you should read Harry Potter um I feel bad I feel like I was a bit too harsh for harry potter without like actually bringing up very tangible evidence but it's there in my head somewhere it's i mean this was just something i put you on the spot with too which i'm gonna put you on the spot with uh another question now too uh and this one is more just based off of you and your own opinions of yourself uh another thing that i partially watched uh, i didn't put it on my list because it just happened to be on tv and we were watching it today uh, but we didn't finish it because we had to leave to take the dog to get groomed um but it was castaway uh mm. the great uh tom hanks feature um i like it i don't know if you were laughing at me saying it was great but i think it's a good movie i know it's i thought was, i thought you're giving that modifier to tom hanks like the great tom hanks oh i mean he's not funny how he, which is very great but just yeah like, this is, i like his title <laughs> like a sir like sir tom hanks, tom hanks the, great. Like, the great um yeah so yeah so I'm curious now, uh, uh, several things based off of watching parts of the movie Castaway. Uh, how do you think you would fare on a deserted island? And then how long would you be there before you started talking to inanimate objects? Ooh, well, I do that now. Um, <laughs> so probably not too long. Um, right. I, mean, I don't know. Currently with like, oh, I could barely take care of myself now. I'm not sure how I would fare an island um i feel like i watched plenty of survivor um and i have seen castaway so i feel like that does um give me some sort of skill no i probably wouldn't last very long um i would probably 
I mean, now I just really want to try it out just to see what happens. I've always um, wanted to try it out, by the way, but I know that like deep down I would be bad at it, but I really have always wanted to like try it, like not actually go on one of those shows because I don't want to be naked and afraid, um, but like to just go out into the wilderness and try and survive. But then like try is the key word there and I don't want to fail. <laughs> so like, I, True. I don't know that I'd ever actually do it, but like, I guess if you're on a TV show though, it is a little bit safer because if you get seriously hurt, they'll like pull you out of the show. So it's probably safer to go on a show than to just go out into the wilderness. Yeah. I wouldn't say that's like, I'm not saying survivor was real, but um, I think they were fine most of the time. Yeah. And they were probably given more than we saw. Um, but to actually survive, I don't know. I feel like, as with most things in my life, I would probably be like slightly above average in it, but then I would definitely die around the average time it would take a human to die. Um, whether that be an accident in my own doing or ingesting something I shouldn't have. Because honestly, that's a, um, I mean, I feel like I could make a fire, but here's the thing that I wish I had that experience. Um, but here's the good part up like a boy scout experience to like be able to do like these simple things your entire life has been preparing you for eating things you shouldn't be eating so i think honestly that would be okay for you like i think you your body has built up a tolerance of eating things that you shouldn't be eating that i think that would actually make you safe (laughs) i think i had built up a tolerance to a lot of stuff there's no way that there hasn't been at least five times in your life that you've eaten something and your body has responded, that's poison, but like you survived. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, I probably am immune to uh, most poisons. Um, like if you were to find like a, a squeeze bottle of mayonnaise that washed up on shore, you'd be able to eat it because you've built up that tolerance of expired mayonnaise. Uh. That has happened. <laughs> Although I said don't, I, w- I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you've also told me that multiple times as in you've have, done it multiple times. Uh, it, was a, it was a lot of mayonnaise. <laughs> uh, it shouldn't have gone to waste. Um, I, and it didn't. Um, also, like those dates, those are suggestions. It was fine. But yeah, no, I give myself like maybe a week. I mean, most likely i'll just die of dehydration first i was gonna um, say if you can get water you'll make it more than a week if you oh, can't yeah, well, if you can't get water it's three days basically like maybe four uh but if you can get water then you should be able to last at least two weeks before you starve yeah it's just a uh, look at the draw it's like what's the uh what's the weather gonna be like is it gonna be raining uh are there like coconuts um yeah i guess then building a fire i guess to build it to boil salt, salt water um, see it's like i, I can probably do things probably won't do them well or right but i feel like i could learn enough to do it um that's like in my head like cutting things might be hard in theory i know what to do to survive but like that doesn't mean i can carry out any of that i feel like there are a lot of people who like have that notion in their mind and like just would not do well and like actually in reality that would just be terrible Mm -hmm. that's me (laughs) Nah, but I feel like these are people who are like overly confident to the point where they think they're like some survival expert. But I am with you in I would start talking to objects immediately. <laughs> I'd be like on the plane crashing and I'd turn to the empty seat next to me and be like, you believe this? Like, Wilson. <laughs> dying. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be a. I really thought about that, but um, just like in that moment, in the plane crashing what's like going through your head that's why i i never want to think about that i don't and i'm not ending our podcast on a talk of plane crash uh, i feel like i would just accept it like, well, this is the way i think uh you and i should go out into the wilderness together and just survive until, make we, for, until we die i mean there does have to be like a vlog component to this pod so we can start with that i uh, very much was that an office episode Dwight yeah, the, yeah where he was trying to do survivor man and he like cut the first thing he does is cut his pants into shorts and then he like gets cold and he has to tape them back on <laughs> yeah, we should do that and then when we're done we could go celebrate 
in the pool at Oshkosh because it'll be open by the time we get back. We could pay pay with our Nick bucks that we fashioned out of the leaves and I don't know bark. I don't know. <laughs> don't know what the exchange rate would be for that. Well, I do know that it would only be four regular American bucks per person to get in, which is just an absolute steal. Very much so. Well, see you there. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Mouth Stuff with Nick and Nick. I have been Nick. I will always be Nick. Thanks for having me. Seriously. We got an hour in. Four bucks. I'm about to go to.